Welcome to Corona Cast, where we talk about the changes and the effects of the coronavirus on people's lives. Today, I have Jishnu Venkatraman, who is a dedicated blogger and a very passionate writer who wrote his first book at the age of eight. He's also very interested in politics. Everyone has been affected by the lockdown. In your opinion, what is the most profound impact of the lockdown been on your life? For most people, they say that the lockdown has had a negative impact on their lives. But I beg to differ. I've had more time to focus on my hobbies okay. and uh, to hone my skills in various arts. Do you think the lockdown has been effective at flattening the curve and controlling the coronavirus, or was it just a mechanism to avoid the inevitable? Okay, so this is a question we should explore a little bit of detail. So I feel that there were two scenarios that could have happened and that have happened uh, in different countries across the globe. Uh, so for the first would be uh, what our country has done, what India has done, that uh, there are restrictions imposed in zones where people uh, are showing symptoms of the virus or where there are a large amount of confirmed cases, large number of okay. confirmed cases. Initially, there are a lot of restrictions that the government during the first wave and the government slowly eases out over a long period of time in okay. order to revive the economy, which is what, which what's happening right now. So okay. after this, a uh, second wave is expected. And then the, there's a second scenario that has happened in countries like the UK and the US. In, in this scenario, the uh, country goes on as business as usual. And in this scenario, uh, since there are little to no restrictions on the people of that country, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of deaths that occur, and over a period of, in this case, a few years, or if not a few years, maybe a year or a year and a half, a herd immunity develops since around 70% of the population has already been infected with this virus at least once before. During uh, maybe the first wave or the second wave that sweeps the country. Yeah. Uh, in this case, the 70% that are already infected uh, now have either recovered or died. And the ones that have recovered have a stronger immune response to this virus. Okay. So they have a better chance of fighting it off when they catch it again, if not being immune to it entirely. At this point, we are not sure. So we have seen a lot of news channels covering, you know, migrants walking from, you know, different cities to their hometowns. And we've seen some pretty uh, detailed coverage on that, on the migrant crisis. So, well, first of all, I believe that it's not exactly a crisis. Okay. It's not crisis level, but it is a problem that needs our attention. It's definitely a problem that needs our attention. Okay. So, uh, yes, there are a lot of migrants in our country who are sure. not able to board the Shramik specials due to various reasons okay. and uh, who still have to go back home. One way to help the migrants during, these cri during the time of this so-called crisis is something that the central government has already spoken about. They've requested the state governments to provide transport. And okay. in case if that's not possible, yeah. if that's not possible, if transport is impossible, then you could at least provide other facilities like clean drinking water and food and other places to rest in the night for the migrants who are traveling straight to state. Do you believe that you know uh, our government's twenty thousand crore package rests on the idea of giving people loans, right? So do you think that is a better solution than actually putting money in people's hands? Because a lot of Nobel Prize winners and 
well what i what i believe you're talking about here is the concept of universal basic income it, it actually is very novel concept that shows quite a lot of promise but uh, in india there are a few issues that we have to tackle i'll just uh, talk about this briefly one one issue is of course our population it's easy to give um, about uh, 2 to 3 million people enough money to, every month to survive even without working but it's very hard to give 1.3 billion people uh money in any case even if you if you gave them really less then they wouldn't be satisfied uh government has asked state governments to take on the agenda of the migrant crisis right but many state governments have yeah. been complaining of lack of funding and do you think this this is just uh, an excuse that governments are use, state governments are using or is there a actual lack of coordination and sync between the state and because i've tried to travel into state i can say for sure that there isn't a lot of coordination between states okay. even if they were ruled by the same party okay. there has been a lot of uh, uh, interstate conflict sure. yes in regards to in, especially interstate travel the coordination is not at an all time high when i talk about the funds issue i mean i don't know for sure whether it's actually an excuse that state governments are using or whether they actually don't have the funds okay because uh, whether they hired or not it's not like they're being utilized uh, in well, full, uh, 100% efficiency we sure. still see a lot of shocking horrors as reported yeah. on certain channels so there are a lot of you know uh, people from the national government many ministers and all you know they say that you know it's a time to be united and you know many of them dissuade from constructive criticism per se so do you believe like in a time of today should we have constructive criticism or should we align ourselves with the government's defined agenda yeah in this in uh, pertaining to this question i don't think it's an or but it's more okay. like an and okay. we should definitely have constructive criticism okay. but we should also follow what the government is telling us to do because okay. it's not like they've done it without considerable planning now if i don't know if you've listened to some coverage but sonam wangchuk right he took to social media and youtube and he asked we boycott chinese products and boycott chinese software so do you think that's a viable option boycott chinese products movement has been there for probably decades and it never actually gained much momentum every yeah. time there was an issue uh, concerning yeah. china and india and and in which we thought chinese were in the wrong such yeah. as uh, the uh doklam standoff yeah. at that time this boycott china movement gain gain momentum not as much as we would have liked it to get but it it did certainly gain a lot of momentum but okay. during this pandemic which most yeah. countries blame china to be the cause okay uh, for not containing the pandemic effectively yeah uh, it is i i feel that this moment is more powered on feelings instead of logic because i don't think we can it's not so answering questions is not exactly very advanced.